Why, hello there. You are listening to the Aesthetic Vibes podcast and I'm your host, Amy. This is the podcast where we only put out aesthetic vibes. There are too many bad vibes in the universe, so this podcast is dedicated to turning that around and spreading all the positivity. This podcast will focus on all types of relevant and irrelevant topics. Sometimes we dive into the deep and meaningful, and other times they're completely meaningless. But one thing's for sure, you will walk away with a really aesthetic vibe. And I hope I can empower you to build a really aesthetic life. Welcome to today's topic. I'm going to talk a little bit about toxicity. So whether that's a specific person or people in your life, maybe you're experiencing it in the workplace. Um, I'm going to tackle all of that. So with that being said, let's go. Toxic people are those who add behaviours or a sense of negativity to your life. The word toxic is used to describe someone who causes stress or distress in others. We often use the term toxic person to describe someone who has traits of manipulation, self-centeredness, neediness or is overly controlling. At times, toxicity can be very difficult to identify. So why is someone toxic? They may have feelings of low self-esteem, mental conditions, childhood drama or trauma, or other deeply rooted personal issues. Research suggests that some people may behave in toxic ways due to having dark core personality traits. So these are traits that are rooted in the tendency to put their own goals and interests above all others, while often justifying their behaviour to themselves and others to avoid that feeling of guilt or shame. Sounds familiar? Hmm, same. (laughs) So what are the warning signs? So the first is maybe you're being manipulated into doing things or situations that you're really not that keen on. The second is you may be confused by the individual's actions. The third You're feeling like their wrongdoings deserve an apology, but chances are that won't happen. You're justifying or defending yourself constantly. You don't feel completely comfortable around them. They make you feel bad about yourself, resulting in you being confused and unsure of yourself. They drain you or make you feel anxious when you're talking or spending time with them. You have this need that you want to help them all the time. You can often feel like you're walking on eggshells around them. Sometimes you might change your behavior to adapt to them. You find yourself fixing their issues. You dread seeing their name on your phone, being there. They don't hear you when you say no. Okay, 
So let's unpack some of these further. What are the behaviours that you really need to keep an eye out for? So the first is inconsistency. Extreme ups and downs, erratic behaviour, or maybe there's a tendency to break promises or commitments. The next is the need for attention and your attention. This may be expressed via constant communications and a strong need for ongoing emotional support. They may not be supportive when you need it and they're focused on take, take, take when they need it. The next is always drama. Toxic people love the drama. The more the merrier in their mind. They thrive in conflict and have a tendency to create it everywhere they go. They don't often respect boundaries, so they may overstep the boundaries and use their friendship on other terms, failing to reciprocate. They are excellent manipulators. They can manipulate anyone. They have a tendency to lie, bend the truth, exaggerate, or leave out other critical information that might shape an opinion of them. It might feel like you're the only one contributing to this friendship or relationship. They may keep you guessing which version of them are you going to get. One day the wonderful, the next the complete negative. They won't own their feelings. They deflect and project their feelings or thoughts onto other people in their lives. And you often find yourself justifying or defending yourself constantly. They never apologize. Instead of owning their part in the problem, they twist the story or change the details so they believe that they don't owe you an apology. They may be there in a crisis, but never when there's happiness. And they're always exaggerating comments or interactions in their day-to-day. They judge. They judge you and attempt to impact your self-esteem. They see everybody else as a problem. It's never them. They might have difficulty offering compassion to others. So who may be a toxic person in your life? So maybe a friend who's been around forever and you might feel guilty ending the friendship. Uh, Maybe there's someone in your life that's there out of convenience. Um, Someone who's just there. (laughs) And they remain just there. Um, Or maybe it's someone that you see all the time and it would be really, really hard to eject that person from your life. I did some research into categories of toxic people um, and I found that there's 10 and there's lots of different variations on this 10. Um, But I went with this particular 10 because um, I thought they best describe the categories well. So let's run through them. So... The first category is the gossip. So gossipers derive happiness and joy from other people's misfortunes. Um, Ever heard the saying, great minds discuss ideas, average ones events, and small minds people by Eleanor Roosevelt. The second is temperamental. People who have no control over their emotions and will often use you as their emotional support. The next type is the victim. They always have a time of need, and it's constant. It's work, it's a friend, it's family, it's you, but it's never me. The self-absorbed. Everything is always about them. You can't connect on a real level because they're so self-focused. The envious. 
They're always jealous of you or other people in their lives. They might think your achievements had come easy and they've worked so hard for theirs. The manipulator, the suckers of the time and the suckers of the energy. And it's constantly from you. They always want something. They often take, but rarely give. The Dementor. They have the ability to walk in a room and instantly suck the energy from it. The Twisted. They have bad intentions and deep satisfaction from the pain and misery of others. The Judgmental. Very quick to tell you what's good and not, um, and often looking down on people. And the Arrogant. They see everything you do as a personal challenge. Arrogance being the false confidence and masking major insecurities most of the time. All right, so I found that toxic people that I've experienced in the past are a combination of those 10 attributes. They're never just one. They're this uh, messed up bunch of many. <laughs> so, you know, you could be going through that list going, oh, yeah, but they, you know, they all the time they're envious. Yes, they're a manipulator as well. Yes, they're twisted because... They do have bad intentions. Oh, they're super arrogant as well. So it could be a combination of those, but those are the main categories that have been defined. Often, because they're a combination of these, it makes them even more difficult to understand. And I think at the end of the day, um, the the piece that re- I really struggle with is trying to understand an individual's actions. At the end of the day, you'll never rationalize someone's actions who are irrational. And spending time up in your mind, processing everything and trying to work out why did this person do or say this? Because I never would. I'd never do or say that. It's almost like you get up in your head and in your mind and you are constantly analyzing and trying to work this out. You're never going to work it out. Put it to the side right now you're never going to work it out you're never going to understand the mind of someone who is irrational put it aside don't try to work it out move on chalk it up as you know what that person owns that issue that behavior those words and as a result i am stepping away from this i am not going to let this impact me so what about toxicity in the workplace this is very common i hear an awful lot um just about from every person I know, that their workplace is toxic. Um, but let's let's actually unpack toxicity in the workplace. So a toxic workplace is where you work in an atmosphere or maybe people or a combination of these attributes causing disruptions in the rest of your life. So what are the telltale signs of a toxic environment? So the first might be excessive employee sicknesses. Uh, So environments where employees may be burnt out, fatigued, or uh, illness levels are particularly high. There might be poor leadership, uh, managers demanding you agree with them, they're right, and they're above the rules. There's a lack of or very little enthusiasm to get the job done. A lot of the times, no one's happy you're smiling. There's maybe a lack of communication or poor communication. So people not really getting that information they need to do their jobs well. Maybe you've noticed high turnover, the environment offering dysfunction, poor morale and sickness. Maybe you've identified that there's a lot of clicks 
A lot of gossip and a lot of rumours. Everyone's out for themselves. Maybe there's no work-life balance. Maybe there's a lack of professional and personal growth. Maybe you're just burnt out. Um, And there's three key types of burnout in the workplace. And these are phonetic burnout, uh, which is where people put a ton of energy into the work that they do in the hopes that the output will be rewarding. Most of the time, um, this hope may not be realized, resulting in burnout. You also have unchallenged burnout. So this is when you've got staff that are really unchallenged in their day-to-day and they've become bored almost in the work that they do. Or the third is worn-out burnout. So this is consistent stress over a long period of time. What are the signs? So what are the individual signs that indicate you might be in that environment? Maybe you've got issues sleeping. Maybe you're not eating. Maybe you're overeating. Maybe you just don't feel safe. Okay, so how do I deal with toxicity? Let's start with people. First question I have, do you want them in your life? Answer honestly. Have you answered honestly? I hope so. Okay, let's say you're not going to delete, block and move on. Let's say that you are going to manage the issue and you want this person in your life. What do you do? Set clear boundaries. Draw a line in the sand with them. Make it perfectly clear where those boundaries lie. And eliminate guilt for having these boundaries. And for the love of God, stick to them. Have an exit strategy for when they engage in toxicity. You, you recognize it, you notice it, peace out, I'm out of here. Avoid getting into the drama or their view on reality. And often those two are interchangeable with someone who is toxic. Don't engage, don't get caught up in their drama. Um, ex- maybe instead you communicate with them about their issues and you let them know that you only need to know on a need-to-know basis. You can confront them. If you can be bothered, (laughs) that's my problem. I usually can't be bothered. Um, But if you can be bothered and you want to salvage the relationship, then maybe they're not aware they're displaying these traits. So confront them. Don't be their fixer. Don't try to make everything good and right for them. They are the masters of their own destiny. Limit your time and engagement with them. Actually time block it and say, you know what, I'm only going to give this person X number of you know hours or whatever it is of my time. And then from there, I'm disengaging and I'm walking away. Don't always be available. It's probably one of the biggest ones I struggle with. I often get a text and I'm like, oh, I have to reply to this uh, almost instantly. But if you're not always available, you can't be their life source. So really scale back on you know, how fast you're responding to things and how much time you're dedicating to this individual. Get a bit of distance, even if it's just a little bit of emotional distance and you kind of stop those conversations where maybe they're relying on you excessively and you sort of say to them, hey, look, um, this particular topic, you know, can, can we give that a rest for a little bit? Pay close attention to the way you feel. Your feelings are valid. Pick yourself first. I can't stress this enough pick you first. You're the main character, not them. You are so much more important than this person. 
offer compassion, time and place, but don't fix. Can't stress that enough. It's just why I've mentioned it twice. Say no. I think we spoke about this last week, didn't we? Say no. For God's sake, say no. Mean it and walk away. Just remember, none of this is your fault. Don't take it on board as if it is. Okay, but what about the workplace? It's really hard to find a new job. And it can be next to impossible to deal with a toxic workplace. So some of the things you can do to help in a toxic workplace include finding like-minded people. But just be really careful here that you're not creating a clique or gossiping or uh, spreading rumors. But just find people you can trust that you know are upbeat and are looking at things as the glass half full rather than the glass half empty. Have other outlets outside of work. So I think that's really big. That's your, that's your work-life balance. That's making sure that you're doing those things for you. You know, you're going and you're doing that exercise or whatever it might be. In the workplace, just keep yourself busy. Try not to engage in the toxicity. Walk away when you can. Um, but just keep yourself busy so that you don't get caught up in the drama. Ask yourself, is, is this what you want to do? Is this the environment you want to be in? Pay careful attention to your answers to those questions because your answers will indicate whether you need to take action now. Whether it's in the workplace or dealing with toxic people, you need to work out, is it worth it? Is it worth having this person in my life? Is it worth working at this employer? Can I create the right boundaries or is all of this too hard? I want to empower you to take back your power and make positive change. Um, I've been dealing with toxicity recently and sometimes it can take a really long period of time before you recognize the behaviors and actions. This makes it hard to identify whether the person or workplace is in fact toxic. Once you've seen the signs, focus on your plan of attack. How do I change this to better myself? Be really mindful uh, of like constant complaining about a toxic aspect of your life to other people because then what you're doing is in fact spreading that toxicity yourself. So it's important to take action. Um, there's only so much that people can take on board before you become toxic. So identify those concerns and issues and then work on your action plan. Curate your life. Pick and choose who you're around or the environment you allow yourself to be in. Let's be part of a movement aiming to be the best versions of ourselves and have the best people in our lives. As with every podcast, we end with a lighter topic. And today I'm turning the tables on my husband. And I have some questions that I would love to know the answers to. Welcome back to the studio. Thank you for having me back. And just so everyone's aware, I'm totally unprepared for these questions. Uh, so we don't actually know what answers we are going to get. And I think he's had like three hours sleep because he worked night shift last night. Um, we were going to do this over a glass of wine, but I don't know if that's a wise idea at this point. I've got a few questions. Okay, question one. 
If you could be a superhero, who would you be and why? I'm going to I'm going to go with an original. I'm going to go Superman. I think there would be nothing better than to fly. But I think the invisible man would be cool. <laughs> Cuz then you'd be able to creep around <laughs> invisible. Just be like tapping people on the shoulder and being like, "Hello." Fucking that shit up. <laughs> so what's the final answer? You can only pick one. Okay, it's the invisible man. I want <laughs> Done. I, I want to toy with people. <laughs> Okay. Kiss, marry, kill. <laughs> this is a familiar one. Um, I was going to ask you, Easy E, Biggie, and Tupac, because <laughs> that's what you asked me. But instead, I went with Nicki Minaj, Cardi B, and Sweetie. I'm going to kill Cardi B. <laughs> Only because of beef with Nicki. Yeah, fair, 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 fair. I just don't think I could marry Sweetie. <laughs> I think she'd be. She'd be too much work. <laughs> so I'm going to kiss her and I'm going to marry Nicki Minaj. <laughs> Excellent. Because she's got a lot of money. She's so, Yeah, she actually does. Cardi's probably up there. I don't know which one of the two of them would be richer. Nicki, she's the queen. Ugh. So my next question is, what did you want to be when you grew up, when you were younger? Didn't everyone want to be a marine biologist? Negative. <laughs> I'm certain that we had our class in like year six come up and I think about 30 people said, I want to be a marine biologist. I want to save dolphins. Oh, my God. Everybody at uni wanted to be a DJ. Like there was a thing where there was like for two years, everyone's like, oh, yeah, I'm doing this degree, but I'm going to be a DJ. A business degree DJ. (laughs) I don't know. I've got the most useless degree in the world. (laughs) It's almost as useless as mine. Mine's pretty useless, my undergrad. Yeah, human nutrition. I don't even know what that means. (laughs) But I definitely didn't want to be a human nutritionist. So what did you want to be? I I actually don't know. I don't think that there was one thing growing up I'm like, I want to be. Maybe like a zookeeper. That would be pretty cool. That would be pretty fun to play with tigers all day. Yeah, and then get mauled and and just die. (laughs) All right. This is a serious question. I want you to think about this and then provide rationale. Okay. Who would win in a fight? Superman or Batman? Oh, that's easy. Like, it's been proven. It's <laughs> it's Superman. <laughs> it's been proven. It's factual. <laughs> it's the facts. Yeah. I mean, there's there's no there's no competing. He's Kryptonian. And he's he's an alien. Batman is just a man. Yeah. He's just a man with lots of money. That's, That's what right. you've always said to me. He's just a man with lots of money. He's not that special. <laughs> Superman, on the other hand. <laughs> There'll be a lot of Batman lovers out there that are crucifying me right now. <laughs> so if you could invite three people to dinner, dead or alive, who would they be and what would you cook? If you say Superman and Batman and that's, the Invisible that's, Man. <laughs> that's pretty cool. I didn't even think of that. No, I don't know. I'd have, Like, Biggie would be cool. I reckon to have him... Sing one of his original songs mm. in your house. That'd be pretty fun. That'd be pretty amazing. Maybe Barack Obama. Okay. No other reason than... Be interesting. Yeah, I think he'd have some pretty cool stuff to say. Mm-hmm. And then maybe Alex Ovechkin. Who is that? He's like, oh, Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> Just some unreal sportsman. Yeah. Or Tiger Woods. Okay. Yeah. Maybe those three. Okay, and what, do they all play golf? 
No, no. <laughs> there are ice hockey players, two of them. Oh, and obviously okay. Tiger Woods is a Golfer. like golfing legend. Okay. But that'd be cool, yeah. And what are you cooking them? Okay. So I think we're going to have to start with like a little entree, maybe a like a feta and prosciutto and maybe like a pesto um, little crackers. Brush, uh, prosciutto type bread, sourdough grilled. Yeah, sourdough grilled with some prosciutto. You love that stuff. Yeah, it's really good. Maybe like you can't go past like a really good tomahawk steak. Yep, yep. I think Lockie would be in for that. Yeah. And creme brulee. Yeah, easy. Creme brulee. Creme brulee. Creme brulee all day, every day, locked and loaded. Yep. What's the scariest movie you've ever seen? One of the most mind-twisting movies I've ever seen had to have been, like, Oculus. Yeah, I, I think the same thing. It was such a good movie. Yeah. It was or, such a good movie. And the one movie that I just won't watch is, like, U-Turn. Have you seen that? What happens in it? It's it's basically like this family that are turned inbred. Pass. And they they just live in a caravan and just kill everyone. No, I don't think I've seen that. Yeah, it's pretty disgusting. U-turn. There's two of them. Um, what's the Australian one about the backpackers? Is it the creek? <laughs> no. Dawson's Creek. No, not Dawson's Creek. Wolf Creek. Yeah. Okay. It was the creek. Wolf Creek. Yeah, but it wasn't the creek. <laughs> so Wolf Creek is one I've always really struggled with just because it's based on a true story. So that one I've always struggled with. It's not really one that I'd watch and actually enjoy. The one that comes to mind for me is, do you remember It Follows? So it was uh, like an entity and remember that you passed it on through sex to the next person, uh-huh. and, yeah, then, yeah, yeah. and then no matter where you were, it would start walking from wherever it is, and it would follow you repeatedly until you passed it on to the next person. Okay, kind of like a butterfly effect. Kind of. And then there was a young kid who worked out that if he slept with a prostitute, he'd get rid of it pretty much for good, because that's what prostitutes do. They, you know... Yeah, sex people, of course. Women of the evening. Um <laughs> That was one for me that I, I really, really enjoyed. I thought that movie was where that wind killed people. You know. That. Yeah, I remember that one. The one where the wind killed people. There was one that water killed. There's like all of the... We, um, we watch a lot of like... Horror movies. That yeah, are, like D-grade horror movies yeah. too. Like not, We can't even find one on Netflix because they're all that bad now. Terrible. Or we've seen them. So I'm going with Oculus. Okay. So if our dog and cat could talk... What would be the first thing out of their mouths? I know what the cat would say. Yeah. Fuck the dog. <laughs> Fuck the dog. I'm going to burn this house down. I hate you. Why'd you bring him here? Yeah. And the dog, I think the dog would be like, give me my shit back. Or I'm taking yours and yeah. never giving it back. Yeah. Because he just steals stuff <laughs> and never gives it back. And then you got to chase him. Mm. We just came back from the park where we chased him around because he refused to give the ball back. I think they love us. I do, but I'm just not sure. <laughs> they would definitely be swearing at each other. I think all they the time. would be as well because they've started fighting, and this place is like a fucking war zone, and you're constantly dragging them off each other. But the dog would have a French accent. Yeah, well, he's a French hunting dog. He's a French Brittany. And the uh, cat's American. 
American. Oh, God. He'd probably have a gun. <laughs> probably. It's in his constitution. <laughs> it's, in his con- it's one of his constitutional rights. So the dog would have no chance. No. Nah. It would get pop, pop in the Dead. <laughs> so what's your most annoying habit? I can't. I don't sniff that much, but I used to... Did I sniff? I don't know. Don't! <laughs> and I used to leave the toilet seat up. I don't do that now. And lights on in every room. Yeah, the light... Okay, there you go. Like, I'll, I'll walk out of every room in the house and just leave the lights on in the daylight. Yeah, and then the whole house would be lit up like a Christmas tree and I'd be going around and being like, for God's sakes, turn the light off, bloody electricity bill, even though it's probably like one cent <laughs> to leave it on for an hour. <laughs> And I'm really horrible with my keys. Like, I leave I leave work at like 5 a.m. in the morning and I get to the garage and I'm like, I've locked the keys inside. Now I'm standing in the garage, <laughs> no way to get back into the house and no way to get to my car. So I just sit in the garage and bang on the door until I wake you up. <laughs> you, haven't, re- you haven't done that for a while, so... Yes, because I've put in contingency plans <laughs> to make sure I don't lock the keys... In the house. But yes, I on I would say half a dozen okay, occasions, yeah. grabbed my coffee in the morning. And just strolled just out. Just strolled out, shut the door behind me. And you're like, fuck. And then I'm, that's it. Screwed. Late for work. Yeah, ring work and be like, oh, my battery's flat again. <laughs> Stuck in the garage. <laughs> I'll be there as soon as I can. Lucky last. Where is the most inappropriate place? You've dropped your guts. <laughs> I wouldn't call it inappropriate, but I literally have to text you every time I do this because it's kind of punishment. So I text Amy every time I leave the shopping centre and I'm like, babe, you wouldn't believe it. I crop dusted these couple because they were so slow in the aisle. I walk up and I pretend to grab something next to them. Yuck. <laughs> You're, You're like, I'm so proud because I hang around just long enough to know that it's... <laughs> that it's chronic. Yeah, yeah, that it's in the air. And then I'm, and I'm out there. Quick, you just trot quick, out. Quick as sticks, straight out. And then I just, sometimes I walk to the end of the aisle and turn back just to see what they look, their reaction is. It's even worse if everyone's got masks on and they can smell oh. through their masks and then it gets all stuck up under there. <laughs> Filthy. Yep, that's it. All right, well, that's all the questions I have. I found that very insightful. Um, I hope you'll come back in the future and we can do some more stuff together. Yeah, good fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thanks, and toodaloo. Toodaloo. Well, that's a wrap. Hopefully you enjoyed today's topic on toxicity And some of the questions that I asked my husband, Sean. Join me next episode when I go back into the land of spooky. We'll also close with me sharing my own spooky story. In the meantime, let's hang out on social media. 
hit me up at Aesthetic Vibes Pod or drop me an email at Aesthetic Vibes Podcast at Outlook.com. Until next time, bye!